Welcome to ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. This is episode 84. Ask the former sex addict anything. I'm titling the show, State of Emergency. This is Pillar. The song at the same time. It's a state of My name is Russ Shaw, the host of uh, ASI. Wanted to remind you that you can uh, find me, talk to me on uh, higher-calling.com and for teens, um, teensagainstporn.com. Um, both of those those blogs are open, and I encourage you to get this out of you. That is the main reason I, I'm I'm partnering with these guys is that I see and realize the importance and the urgency that talking about this can do for you. Okay, having people pray for you, telling people where you're at, and having them pray for you is is critically important as well as being able to address some of the things that you're thinking about a lot but never come to your mouth or your fingers as you type on the the keyboard there. Uh, So again, I encourage you, it's higher-calling.com or teensagainstporn.com. You can also reach me via email at uh, russ at asi247.org or through the website, asi247.org. And also, for those of you who want to know what I look like, my uh, photo avatar is uh, is me. So, the avatar for me on uh, higher-calling and teensagainstporn.com is myself. to talk about a little bit today is is to this is this is basically what I want to get to because I realized that I could be abrasive you know and that's one thing about my heart that I'm working on that I really do not like about myself that I that I'm really going to work on it doing the best I can is that you know I have this bit of a kind of control freak nature where there's certain things that just should be the way they are and I kind of get a closed hand around them and I don't want to engage you with them. I, I'd rather just fight and, and I, I'm trying, I'm doing the best I can to get away from that and call me out on that. If you feel like I'm not safe or something like that, like you feel like I'm not someone you could talk to about this stuff because I really want to be that, right? Like, for example, I mean, this goes back to when I was a kid. I remember... I remember playing with these little little Hot Wheel like you know cars, right? My friend, he's he's got this like two inch long Mustang, right? And he's like, 
you know, and he pulls up with his little two-inch long Mustang, and I'm like, yeah, that's a cool Mustang, you know, and he pulls. And then, you know, a few seconds later, he'll have this, like, uh, semi-truck, right? And he'll have the semi-truck, and, and, and it'll pull up next to the Mustang and be like, you know, and he'll pull out next to the Mustang and my semi-truck. The problem is that the semi-truck is only one inch long, Okay. The Mustang is two inches long. So you have this scale problem going on, right? I'm sitting there, and I'm a kid, right? I'm like freaking six or seven. I'm looking at this going, uh, you know, wait, wait, um, that's not right, you know? And I'm like, no, you can't. And then I'm, I'm like totally in his deal, right? I'm like, that is not, semi-trucks are not smaller than Mustangs. That's just not the way it works, you know? I'm getting all upset, you know, I'm going tell on the kid, you know, mom, this guy's got, you know, and just let him play and let him have his deal, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I just, stuff like that would get in my craw, right? Bug me. It's that, that weird kind of judgmental heart that I, that I so, uh, want to get away from, you know, I want to, I want to be able to accept and engage all people and speak the truth in love, right? Speaking the truth in love is not this judgmental, whack job control freak. Rough around the edges, prickly external type of talk that you may have heard through the show. And especially when it comes to religion, my main thing with religion is not religion in and of itself, but the the definition of religion that has been people hiding behind it, which is very, very elusive and hard to see, okay? Because people who are hiding behind religion don't necessarily know that that's what they're doing, right? I mean, they say, well, I'm not religious, or I'm not one of these kind of Pharisee type of people, and I'm not that guy. Well, are you? Are you really not that guy? Because I'm going to talk about a little bit of that some more today. And I want you to realize that I'm not trying to beat up on you. I'm not trying to be the bad guy. And I'm not, I'm going to, to talk about a little bit my control freak attitude sometimes towards some of this stuff. So that's a few of the things I want to talk about today. But first, I wanted to talk about some of this stuff on, on religion. The point I try and make with my rants on religion are are something that I really want to engage you with. And I, I you know, I'm going to have to repent from some of this. I know I am. I, I have, When I say repent, I mean, uh, it's kind of a religious word. And some people go, ew, repent. What are you talking about? What did I just download? Some kind of whack job uh, Christian deal. Um, yes, you did. Yeah, that's what, exactly. That's what you did. You downloaded some whack job Christian deal. And I am a freaking disaster and, and half... I'm not playing with a full deck. I'll be honest with you. I've gone to so many psychiatrists and psychologists that said I'm just absolutely freaking nuts. And if there's a pill for it, I should probably be taking it. Okay? I have a little bag, little white bag that's in my closet that I that I that has all my different psychological medicines that I used to take because you know ADD to you know well we think you're bipolar now. So I'm like oh, bipolar. All right. So yeah, I'm I'm just freaking nuts. All right. I'm absolute disaster. And you're going, well, then why am I listening to you then? Um, here's the deal, okay? I, uh, I, I do not boast in myself and what I've done as far as overcoming this addiction. 
And, and when I say overcoming this addiction, um, basically one of the biggest problems I've had with religious, when I say religious, the kind of law-based recovery that's out there is this attitude that, you know, once an addict, always an addict. I am so not going back to the person I used to be. I'm just, there's just no, I would not, it's kind of like, and, and I know there's some analogies to this, and, and the, the Shawshank Redemption, that film is a great example of, of an analogy to what I'm about to say. Because we stay so long in prison that we just feel like it's home, right? The movie The Island, I talked about that movie as well. Great movie, kind of a sleeper movie, didn't get a lot of press, but it's uh, another great movie that uh, illustrates this point, that when prison feels like home, then you're more apt to go back to prison because that's my home and I feel comfortable there. Uh, I am not going back to prison. I am just not. I, I realize and recognize how I was beaten there, how I was uh, told how much of a piece of garbage I was there over and over again, how I was basically beat into you know, the prison's home. And my attitude, and that's why I call this attitudes of sexual integrity, is that one of the underlying deep roots of the attitudes that I want to get you to understand is that I really am not interested in going back to prison at all whatsoever. And I want you to get there too. But you have to realize that you're in prison first. That's why I harp on religion a lot. That's why I I talk about some of the... Because at, at the roots of this stuff is your relationship with Christ, with your with God. First, your relationship with God and how that looks like through the, the scope of Christ. Because without Jesus, there it's just karma and, and you trying to prove yourself for God, right? That's what all the relation the religions of the of the you know world are based on is karma. Including Christianity, if you don't understand it. And here's what I'm talking about. To, to get you to understand what I'm, I'm... And I talk about this, I go over this a lot, but I want you to get that chord, right? I want you to be able to... When you pick that note, it, it, it makes sense to you, okay? The church traditionally has gone after what's on the surface, right? I talked about the ant analogy. They've constantly put traps out, kind of tried to snuff out the ants on the surface, even going so far as to create their own subculture, which you need to be a part of and you need to join our club and get in this this Christian subculture as not to fall, okay? When really that is not the issue. That there are roots, okay? There are queen ants underneath the surface of your life that give birth to this stuff. And basically what I have seen from my perspective, sitting behind the microphone and receiving emails from people who normally would never talk to anybody about this, right? But because they have the screen of anonymity, because they can speak to me from their heart without me having to be able to identify them, see their face, and maybe track them down somehow, which I'm not going to do, by the way. What I hear communicated back to me over and over and over again is how they need to measure up in their relationship with God. And that is a root deal. Like, underneath all the psychology, I could bore you with psychological facts on things like, you know, you go from codependency to schizophrenia to ADD to depression. And, the and, and you know, I mean, there's hundreds of hundreds, maybe thousands of books written on psychology. 
But underneath the root of that is what you're... Because everybody has to deal with this. Everybody has to deal with this. Everybody in the sound of my voice, everybody on this planet has to deal with what they're going to do with God in their heart. So they start to go back. I mean, when you get underneath all that stuff, when you realize that year after year you're just mulling over the same, you know, brain-based information that's all, you know, based on your cerebellum and, you know, what goes through your, you know, the dopamine levels in your bloodstream. I mean, all this stuff. When you get underneath all that stuff, basically what you have to deal with is who you are Right, who you are in your identity, in your relationship with your Maker, in your relationship with God, and the big lie that's out there is that that has somehow to do with karma, or how you measure up. Right, your heavenly Father is not your earthly Father. I mean, anybody, in the sound of my voice, and I know there's some people that have some psychological experience, and there's some people in psychology that, that have emailed me and listened to the show. Um, underneath, I mean, and you can track this, right? Like marriage, for example. If you go to, to anybody who does marital counseling, you realize that there are people who are in marital counseling because of, I mean, they, they're basing everything on what they've learned growing up as a kid. And a lot of this has to do with your relationship with dad. And what I'm going to say on a spiritual level, you have a relationship with dad. And what that looks like for you is going to mean everything. Okay? It means everything. And it is critical and crucial to your long-term kicking this addiction. Long term, okay? Because your and my relationship with God is our doctrine, right? Is our doctrine. Honestly, at the roots of everything, it, it's what we put our hope in. We wake up in the morning and we put our hope in something. Every day, day by day, moment by moment, we are putting our hope and our faith in something. And that is the roots of worship, that is really what you're worshiping. What you put your hope in, and how you live your day by day, walking around life, right? I was really praying about this, and and, and you know, asking God to reveal this stuff to me more in order to communicate it better. Because I, man, I feel like I'm. I, I want this is deep type of stuff that I'm trying to communicate to you and, and I and I, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot of people don't aren't getting it because one of the things that we can do and, and I'm just as guilty as this as the rest of anybody is that we kind of take it off ourselves and we start thinking about how is what Russ saying affecting the rest of the world and the rest of his listening audience and not really placing it on the person that you are behind your eyes. I say that a lot, behind your eyes. How does that work behind your eyes? Because I think one of the big habits that we have is to take everything that we're instructed with off of us and start to think of it of how it works for other people. Right? Like my wife really needs to hear that. Or wow, if my parents knew that, heard that. And we, we so we don't absorb everything. We're not able to digest what we hear through our own spirit because you know, we're constantly going, well, that wouldn't work for so-and-so. 
You know, and we don't think about what that means behind our eyes because, and that's the whole purpose of this series of shows is to say, if that does not work behind your eyes, what I'm saying, what I'm talking about as far as doctrine is concerned, because the Apostle Paul is going to say that. He's going to say, hold fast to your doctrine. Because there, you know, constantly there's the birds trying to eat it. There's the, you know, the cares of life trying to choke it out. The heat of the sun trying to bake it. Your doctrine is is how you live your life and, and what you do, worship, you know, day by day. I was looking at the at the website. It's asi247.org. It's like, you know, being revealed to me. You know what, Russ? Here's what you're talking about. As I. 247.org. Org stands for organization. As I, as I go by my day-by-day walking around life, 247, I'm in a continual state of worship. And so are you. So I pray that, that, that those who have ears hear what, I, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to teach here. And please, if you have an issue with it, please, please help me. Help me in my doctrine with, with you know, if you can tell me your doctrine, that helps me. If you disagree with me, that's great. I'm, I'm open to rebuke. But I want you to understand, and I harp on this, and I... And I because it, you know, when when people start talking about religious works and how I got to prove myself for God, it it upsets me. How and it's not even them; they're not even saying it for themselves, right? They're saying that well, people need to do this and people need to do that. And my attitude is, well, what about you, dude? Behind your eyes, what does that mean for you? Religious works, right? Are you trying to prove yourself for God? Are you trying to score brownie points with God? You're trying to look at, hey, God, look what I did over here. Look, look. God's like, no. It's filthy rags. It's filthy rags before him. We're all, he wants to mold us. He's our father. Isaiah 64, right? He's our father and he's molding us. We're like clay in his hands. And how malleable are we, really? Are we soft and workable, or are we hard and kind of clumpy and falling apart, you know? What kind of clay are we? Listen, if I come off as bitter, there's something I want you to to understand. that, That I am very angry at the man I used to be, okay? The Bible says it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to sin. Um, a lot of the emails that, that come through my email box and, and, and some of the stuff that, that I read on blogs and, and stuff like that, it, it makes me angry. And I, I don't want to be bitter. I, I don't want to come across as bitter. But I have to be brutally honest with you, okay, about, about where I'm coming from as a guy sitting where I'm at in the location that I am spiritually. Looking back at the timeline... At, at the devastation that I created in my life, in my kids' lives, in, in my wife, especially my wife's life. Okay, let me just give you one one little tiny splinter, sliver piece uh, of what I'm talking about here, okay? I, I went through uh, several hepatitis uh, vaccinations after I had confessed and everything was out in the open. The first thing the doctor said is, okay, 
hepatitis vaccinations for you and your wife. I was talking to my neighbor about this, and I'm, I'm hopefully going to have her on the show soon. Uh, AIDS, can I tell you something? Condoms are fairly safe. Let's just be honest, okay? I'm not going to hear sit here and bang on, oh, you could get AIDS and kill everyone in your family. And let, Let's be honest and, and, and outright brutally honest, okay? AIDS, the, the odds of you getting AIDS if you're heterosexual having sex with a woman are very slim. The, the odds of you getting AIDS from receiving uh, oral sex from someone, if you're a male, is, is very, very low, okay? Very low. Uh, about impossible. Now, the receiver, whoever is, is giving you head, okay, they are, they are very susceptible to AIDS, okay, if they swallow your cum. Okay, I'm getting graphic here, but I'm I'm going I'm going to just tell you the truth. All right, um, you have a, a better odds of getting hepatitis than than AIDS. Very, this is something that is not talked about enough. Hepatitis is a killer. Okay, it it kills people. People die of hepatitis, and the main reason, the main source of hepatitis being contracted, hepatitis, there's hepatitis A, there's hepatitis B, there's hepatitis C. Hepatitis B and C are killers, okay? They kill people. Uh, You know, I'm not sure on all this hepatitis stuff, but which ones are the real killers and which ones aren't, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that it kills people. All right, and and your your spouse, and here's one of the things I'm angry about. And it took me months to confess it. I did 40 freaking shows before I confessed it. So I, I sound like a total freaking hypocrite. But the the truth is that there are wives behind, standing behind the ears that 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 are hearing me right now that that are at risk of dying. Okay, your freaking kids could go without a mom. You know, I'm I'm. I don't know what to do with, with all, you know, the truth of this, to be honest with you. Man, I love you guys. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the sin that is destroying you. I'm not here to strike you. I am angry that this stuff happens. But listening to my neighbor Vicky talk about all the people in her family that, that died prematurely over this stuff. All the people she knows being a, being a nurse in a hospital that have died of hepatitis. Dead. Died, okay? This is not some little game, alright? This is not some little addiction that's like alcoholism. Alright, there's lies hanging in the balance. There's, there's eternity hanging in the balance. There's your ripple effect of your family and your kids, and, 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 and it's all its all already happened, all right? Don't blame me, all right? Don't blame me. I'm not saying that you go and you confess, and I've said that in past shows where people just confess because they, they want to get you know this off their chest, and so they, they confess out of this heart that blames their spouse. Oh, if you just didn't get fat or something like that, you know, it's just gross, 
that when we confess, then we put it on somebody else, like scapegoating them. That's not what I'm talking about here. And you may need to work some of that out in you. But the point is, and the truth is, that you need people around you to love you through it. Your spouse needs some support. Man, if you're not a Christian, you need to be a Christian, okay? This all this religion crap that's out there and just karma and it's all about you and the you're the center of the universe right and the world revolves around you let me tell you something the world does not revolve around you it doesn't revolve around you it's not all about you staying safe in your feelings there is a very real war going on and there is a hell and people go there okay man i love you guys i don't mean to i don't mean to be I don't want to strike you. You know? In John 18, Jesus is struck by a Roman soldier as he's being carried to the cross. And he, and he looks at him and he says, Why do you strike me? If there's evil that I've said, why don't you address the evil? Okay? I, I'm not here to strike you. If there's evil that, that's in you, if there's evil that you're... you're there's some kind of uh, something that's blocking you. Then, then you need to you need to talk about it. And don't give me religion, man. I have had enough of of people trying to use religion to stand behind this myth that you are the center of the universe and it's all about you. Because it ain't all about you. And, and I'm not just talking about Buddhists or anything. As Christians are just as guilty of using religion, Christianity, to to bolster their it's all about me. I'm the center of the universe religion. Okay, it's it's demonic. It is demonic. Do you hear me? It's evil. You, you think that Ozzy satanic, you know, you, thinking that the whole world revolves around you is, is brutally the most satanic thing you could ever think. You know what the main verse is in the satanic Bible? Do as thou wiltst is the whole of the law. That is commandment number one in the Satanic Bible. That's the truth. That is what is Satanic. Thinking that the world is, is revolving around yourself. So again, I, I'm not trying to be bitter here. I, I love you all. I'm here to talk about the evil Play that song by Pillar because it uh, illustrates a great point. For those of you who uh, have a spiritual background and are, are building a relationship with God, maybe you call yourself Christian um, as, as your religion. I put that in quotes. Uh, but really what, I, well, what I'm after is a relationship with God, not religion at all. If you, you have a spiritual life, uh, you... Identify yourself with Jesus Christ and, and the cross, and uh, you you place your identity in, in that as a worshiper. Um, for those of you who who are there, I 
I want to to ask you to to pray for me, and, and I also want to pray for you as well in blocking any kind of fear that you might have of engaging me or contacting me and putting this out um, for mass consumption, right? For other people to hear and talk about. And I really encourage you to, to, to email me with questions that can help everybody else too, can help me as well. Because really we're, we're in this together as the body of Christ, right? We're in this together. So, again, I encourage you to, to email me with the stuff that, uh, you know, you don't want to talk about in church necessarily. That The stuff that you're thinking about that you don't dare say, some of that stuff, I'm really after those kinds of heart-level questions. I'm after the stuff on the surface as well, and I can answer those questions as well. But uh, I remind you that this is spiritual warfare, Okay? And I know for some of you who aren't totally all into the Christian thing yet, you're kind of checking this thing out. What I'm about to say might be a little weird to you, but it's the truth. And I'm going to encourage you to investigate what I'm talking about. Um, Satan, the devil, and demons are real. Okay, they're very real. And there is a real spiritual war going on. And I, I didn't realize how, you know, I just start doing this show and, and I, I'm going to do a new set of shows. And it's like, this is spiritual warfare. And I am reminded of that. Um, so I, I ask for your prayers in, in me picking up the, this mic and doing this series of shows to, to just kind of stir you and to help you realize how, how critically important this is and that this is really spiritual warfare I'm talking about. This, is, this has stuff that has eternal weight to it and that there is an attack and that there are demons and that there are an army of darkness out there trying to stop what's going on here on this podcast, on, on you know, higher-calling.com triple x church there is a teensagainstporn.com all of that there is a war going on to stop that truth from getting out and it is a it is a critical war okay i would put it to you this way this is the heart of the battle okay some of this stuff on sexuality is the heart of where all this other stuff springs forth um greed, you know, people embezzling money, people, a lot of the stuff that people do, murder, rape, all of this stuff stems from how we see God and, and who we are in our, in our own sexuality, who we are in our own identity. And I, I'm telling you, that there is an attack going on and that there, there, there's going to be oppression and you're not going to want to, okay? You're not going to want to talk about this. And there's going to be resistance and I want you to be aware of that, keenly aware of that resistance that's going to come to your mind, that the, the fiery arts of the, de the fiery darts 
and arts of the devil that is going to try and keep you in bondage and keep you from talking about this. Keep you from engaging, being assertive, exercising your faith, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, as, as Paul would say to the Philippians. That, that is joy that we get there through through love. Not that our salvation is due by any kind of works. It's all covered by the blood of Christ. But working out your faith, putting faith, action behind faith, is, is going to require you thinking about who you are and, and the risks involved in what you're about to say and going under the veil of the screen and whatever it is. Whatever fear is keeping you in bondage, I'm praying that you address that, that you call it out. Have me pray for you. Have, have the, the folks at higher-calling.com pray for you. Teens Against Porn, if you're a teen, man, there's so much that you are dealing with right now. It is unbelievable as far as spiritual warfare, especially for you teens. Adults, too. But man, teens, you you guys are in a in a very vulnerable place. And as I pick up the microphone to do the show, I am in a very vulnerable place as well, as far as opening myself up for spiritual attack. Because the devil does not want me to talk to you about this stuff. There is no way that demons want me to uh, to to start to address this stuff vulnerable like for example my wife um dreams right she's been having dreams she has dreams where she wakes up and just saw me you know cheating on her with another woman right or saying some really horrible vile stuff to her as i walk out the door and and leave you know just or you know she catches me in some kind of... I mean, she has these reoccurring dreams. She's had these for years, but, you know, the detail and the and the, the horrificness of it after what I've confessed, her dealing with that, it, it's spiritual attack. Am I... No, I'm not cheating. No, I'm not looking at porn. I haven't so much as masturbated since October of 2005. So on a behavior level... Sexually pure, yeah. But spiritual attack on my wife? Does my wife wake up from a dream like that and look at me and think, sexually pure? No, it's horrific. It seems very, very real. Never had a dream where you... I I used to have recurring dreams. I'd smash my car. I'd go and I'd look out the window to see if my car was smashed. Those kinds of, of dreams in detail. My wife is under spiritual attack. Um, my my business, you know, I I hate talking about money, and I hate harping on money, and I hate bringing it up. And I know there's some some truth to you know what you invest in with your your time and your treasure and all that. But I really hate having to beg for money. I I, I don't like it at all. It, it bugs me. You know, it bothers me. And I've always listened to religious people or speakers or some guy talking about Jesus and he wants my money. And that always had a craw, you know, in me 
for for that. I've always just made me cringe a little bit. So I get what you're, you, you, I get you know where you're at if that's what you feel when I start bringing up money. But I also want you to understand that. Check this out. This morning, I I, I strategize, right? I, I go to two companies that that I've strategized, and last week I had this set up, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hook this up, right? I'm gonna slam dunk. So I go to this company. I line up these two prospects, as we call them in sales, and I get goose egg. And that's kind of been the trend this whole summer is no matter what I do, no matter how I put on a positive mental attitude, right, just paste the smile on it and, and you know, strategize and, and have a plan. And it just seems like no matter what I do, there this... Uh, choking feeling around my job and 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 having not enough right like you know i said it's just weird i said a couple months ago that i'm not going to go into that far into debt and now it seems like we're using our credit cards to pay our bills i mean that's how bad it's gotten and it's just i i put it on spiritual attack spiritual attack Sure, the, the, the podcast is, I'm getting donations. I've actually dipped into that to pay my bills. That's how bad it's gotten. If you're giving to the ASI podcast, you're, you're giving to uh, not have like a plasma screen put in a church somewhere or, you know, another uh, addition to some building project. I'm actually, you know, buying food. Okay, buying gasoline. Uh, I'm paying the the hosting fees that that keep this the uh, podcast going. I'm uh, doing what it takes to set up the the nonprofit and uh, essentials. So again, I'm not banging the drum of money. You don't want to give to the show. I get it, man. I understand. Give to your local church. I think that's cool. That's great. So I want you to understand that it, this is not, you know, me harping about money or, or whatever. I, this is spiritual attack. There is something going on dark under the surface. And it, and it gets darker than that, but that's a few things that I'll, I'll share with you. And, and for you, I don't know what it's going to look like for you when you start typing, when you start talking, when you start getting this out of you. Vulnerable. It's warfare. You're going to need armor. Like I talked about in the last series of shows. Do you have any idea the kind of weight that there is behind some of some of the the, the, the seeds of your sexual addiction? When I started talking about my sexual abuse, not that all of you have been sexually abused. For everybody, it's different. But some of you have, and and and. For me, talking about that, the, the, the resistance, the spiritual heart-level resistance to that was mind-blowing. It was scary. It was deeply scary. It was thoughts of suicide, little knee-jerk kind of jump in front of that truck, Russ. Real voices in my head, Okay. I'm not talking about audible voices. I'm talking about stuff that's that's real, but is it's spiritual in nature. 
I'm not trying to scare you, but I am trying to get you to realize the truth of the matter, that this is a spiritual problem. This is a spiritual battle. And, and doing this set of shows called Ask the Former Sex Addict Anything, you know, that's so kind of cliche and sounds packaged, kind of cheesy, but the underneath the roots of that, the devil sees that as a real threat. And he will come after me. He will come after you. And he does not want you to talk about this. And you have a very real weapon in your hand. It's the Bible. And you can pray to God and you can open up the Bible and you can ask God to, to show you stuff and to speak to you. So before I start this series of shows, I, I ask... I ask that you're not afraid to engage, that maybe I've offended you, and, and I'm sorry if I've offended you. I, I don't mean to be abrasive or offensive. I want to be, you know, gentle as, as a dove in, with this stuff. I'm passionate, and I need rebuke, and I need correction sometimes. But at the same time, I, I pray that you just don't walk away and shake your head and go, you know, there's no hope, because there is hope. This thing got really, really dark for me. And I'm here to tell you that if, if I can get free of this stuff, so can you. Because I was one of the worst of, of sexual addicts. Okay? The darkness had oppressed me to the point where the woman I love the most in my whole life, I was unfaithful to her. I cheated on her. I did the most unloving, selfish vow-breaking act I could have over and over and over again. It was it was horrific what I did. That was a dark. I love my wife. What was I doing? What was wrong with me? I know now what desire can do. How powerful it is. How dangerous and how freeing it can be. So I'm, I'm asking for your prayers. I'm asking for your courage. And I leave you with a song by Pillar. State of emergency to motivate you to, to realize that this is a spiritual battle. That this is spiritual warfare. That uh, we can't do this all on our own. And I'm included in that. I can't do this all on my own. I need Jesus, first of all, to save me from myself. I need my brothers and sisters in Christ. I need us all to partner together, that we're in prayer for one another. Um, Hire-calling.com, again, teensagainstporn.com. Um, there's some great blogs on Triple X Church. But don't, you know, get into listen mode and... and be engaged, okay? Be engaged. Uh, um, I just want to let you know how critical that is. I may be taking a few weeks off to prepare for this um, series of shows. I, I, well, I will be. Uh, I didn't realize how much weight is on what I'm about to do as far as the 
ask a former sex addict anything. Series of shows. So I'm going to get my own house in order, right, with some of the stuff that's going on here. And, and I'm going to uh, ask for your prayer in that. And I'm going to ask for your, your prayer and to strengthen um, me, okay, on, on doing this next series of shows. Because it's going to be heavy and it's going to be weighty. And, and um, pray that I can handle it. Let's go to let's go to bat for each other and, and be in prayer for each other and, and not close up and just stay alone in our not contacting anyone place. I, I don't want to be that. So I, I pray for your your continued uh, support, prayer. Again, thanks for listening and letting me past your ear gate into your cranium a little bit. <laughs>